Hello, 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 and welcome to a fabulous Friday's edition of the CPG Scoop. We are so happy to be here. I am Risa Crandall. I'm Jennifer Silverberg. And we are thrilled to have Adam as our guest from Bizarre Voice. We've known each other for a little bit, and we're just so excited to have you on the CPG Scoop. So welcome, welcome, Adam. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes, we're we're excited to get this one on the calendar. Uh, we really are thrilled to you know have these industry conversations and have our audience listen and learn. And that you know it's really a, fa- a fabulous tool for folks to learn in the industry and kind of replace some of the old copy and teas that we used to do now with our podcast. So uh, we're really again really excited that you're here. So we're going to start off with a little bit of the basics, Adam, and just ask you to. Share with our, our beautiful community here a little bit about yourself and your background and, you know, kind of your your role in the industry. Sure. Thanks, Risa. And thanks, Jennifer, also. Uh, so my story, I feel connected uh, coming from a retail family. So my wow. dad and my uncle were both third generation retailers in New York. They both had clothing stores. If you spent time in Manhattan in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you might be familiar with Canal Jean Company or Unique Clothing Warehouse. That was their stores. But their dad, my grandfather, was a grocer in Brooklyn. He owned a little fruit store, a bodega. And his dad drove a fruit cart, horse and buggy through the Bronx. So yeah, to me, you know, retail commerce, it's it's really in my blood. It's I grew up in these stores. And, um, you know, I, I, I notice these days and what I try to help bring back is that the old way of doing business at the the local merchant level you weren't exchanging just currency, you were exchanging things like opinions, experiences, you know, like, still, if you go buy something in New York at a local place, you might get in a little bit of banter, or like argument with the the person. And like, that's friendly, you know, that's part of the experience. And it's, it's something that's very hard to replicate online. But I think, you know, we're starting to get pieces of it back through things like digital shelf, UGC merchandising, um, and the the, the shoppers really um, responding to it, and we're going to talk about that um, in this session, I'm sure. But career-wise, I come from a mixture of performance marketing and ad tech partnerships. I cut my teeth in the agency, uh, then the last eight years or so moved into ad tech, and just thrilled with what's happening with CPG with the transformation. You know, as a performance marketer, CPG was somewhat on the shelf for a bit when you know all the direct response was going to brand.com to look at a recipe, which Jennifer, I think you built your business on a lot of that, uh, that friction and solving that, right? Um, so yeah, just thrilled to like be here and now where that's all converging. And I could kind of bring my retail and CPG background into the industry. And what I do day to day is, is I work in partnerships. So I build programs to build different companies together, you know, bridging multiple organizations and, and helping each other grow together. I love, I don't think we've ever had anybody who brings generational experience with well, I don't think so either. Yeah, so this is this is awesome. This is this is fantastic. So in in really coming from your partnership space and Bizarre Voice space, you have an, an a unique lens on this industry. So very curious um how you'll answer our favorite question which is around if you were to try to wrestle all of what's going on into a single word. What is the word that you would use to describe what's going on in our space right now? 
Yeah, so I put a lot of thought into this one, having seen your or listened to your previous podcast and not being a man of few words, but um, how I would sum it up is adolescence. I think we're past that initial phase where there was a lot of growth. We were really doting on this, you know, emerging channel. We were showering it with budget um, and addressing a lot of their needs. And, you know, I think there's a lot of shift happening now in retail media in particular where there's an emergence of many more publishers uh, and the word fractured is coming up a lot. Um, but I go back to this adolescence. I think, you know, maybe in 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 grade, in elementary school, there were initial friendships formed between large advertisers and large retailers. And now we're, you know, maybe going to middle school and combining a few schools and there's all these other players and loyalty is tested and, and heads start looking around and being like, there's a lot more friends on the playground. What do I do? Um, and I think it's it's creating a lot of confusion at first, but then that confusion always creates a lot of opportunity for particularly for third party. So that's why I'm excited to be in the space now, um, particularly at a, a third party ad tech platform. That's love it. That's very cool. And by the way, I think I think you just you just uh, named our next T-shirts because you said there's a lot of shift happening and I wrote down shift happens and I think we're going to have ah. to get a t-shirt that says that adam so i think that's great i, I wear an xl i'll uh i'll oh. wait for it in the mail okay good so we're, we're doing we're doing fashion all around right you know um so adam like with what you were saying too about the industry and kind of where the evolution is and the adolescence of the and you know adolescence could be positive and they can also be a little challenging right um which is a word that we do here often um what opportunities do you think this creates in our in our cpg space with it, with the industry being in this adolescence and the, at this point in time yeah it's a great question so i think the like emergence of all the retail media networks is a is one of the major forces now. I think this year, pullback of budget on the marketing side is the other major force. So for me, I think where that creates a lot of opportunity, again, is in third party and folks that are working on omni-channel efficiency and in particular, focusing on the customer journey, right? I think whenever we go to these trade shows and we hear people that talk about the success that they've had, it's really hard to replicate in broad strokes, but I think the common theme that I hear is that they were following the journey of the consumer and not operating in siloed channels. So, you know, folks that are maybe helping advertisers spend effectively across many channels, folks that are helping content get distrib distributed in an effective way across all points of sale, and folks that are helping maybe drive from a brand.com to many retailer um, destinations, you know, I think these are 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 platforms that are really going to benefit from solving these challenges. That makes perfect sense. And and so and are there challenges that this is creating as well as those opportunities? Totally. I think anytime you ask, you know, uh, you introduce another vendor or platform into that value chain it creates a lot of, uh, it creates risk, I would say, but, you know, things that could be addressed, but, you know, you, you, you need to enable folks to use it. It creates more cost. So maybe upfront, it may be looked at as a incremental budget line where in the end it could be a cost savings. Um, so I think it takes a lot of, for me in partnerships, that's a lot of the work is educating people in the market and internally on like what this is, why it's going to work, getting buy-in 
because if you just look at it at bullets on paper, it might not be attractive or make sense. Yeah. And, and partnerships are hard too, Adam. I would, I would um, even expand on that too, in your role, as far as it is a challenge to get other companies to prioritize right to the partners um, that they might want to work with either they don't feel like they need right or they feel that how do I it takes a lot of time right to to suss out which ones will really be a good complement to their business and are worth that time and energy so I imagine that can be a little bit challenging for you too in your role a hundred percent I think we often look at qualifying partners just off you know their spec sheet like the market, the product market fit, the opportunity size. But I think the most critical thing is the people behind the partnerships. You were touching upon it, Risa. If you don't have someone on the other end that's going to have the time and dedication to lean into this, nothing's going to work, right? Because it takes so much upfront work uh, and it takes a lot of selling, internal selling, external selling, but you need that person on the other end, that partner that's going to be doing that selling with you, you know, the, the word partner is really uh, appropriate in, in multiple definitions. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, true, true of every type of partnership, whether it's a partnership with a capital P or whether it's a vendor in a, in a, in a, in a client, it's, it's always a partnership and you only ever get out of it what you put into it. I love that. That's so true. I, I was what you said, and I'm, I'm going to take it and learn from it. <laughs> so, so given this adolescence, um, what are the, the, how, how is it that Bazaar Voice is leveraging this moment in time and these changes? And what are you doing that, um, to, to, to build something over the next several years? Sure. So Bazaar Voice, we focus on like many, uh, you know, vendors in this, in this industry, in this space, on helping brands, advertisers, retailers build smarter shopping experiences. How we do that, our flavor, is we help amplify the voice of the consumer through user-generated content. So we're most typically thought of as ratings and reviews. We are a very large ratings and reviews platform uh, for retailers and brands. Uh, but really, I think what's uh, having a lot of impact these days is social UGC, so visual video, authentic voice of the consumer. And what we're doing is helping, like I said, brands, advertisers, agencies, retailers, not only uh, syndicate that content across everywhere where it needs to be, essentially every point of sale, uh, but also create it, generate it. So say you have a challenge, I'm bringing a new product to market, I'm launching it at Walmart, Target, and Kroger. How do I address that need for not having content at launch? And that's what Bizarre Voice can really help with. Um, I think in terms of where I see folks doing it really well, on the retailer side, Target has really been a leader. They, if you go on to, if you're shopping on their site, you'll start to see syndicated social content on the PDPs in image galleries. That's powered through Bizarre Voice. And then we have brand partners leaning in and activating that. So some examples I really like, if you're shopping on Keebler Fudge Stripe cookies, for example, and you go into the product imagery, you're going to see like Halloween inspired recipes, like how to make a witch's hat cookie with like that and a chocolate kiss, you know, or um, Ocean Spray is another good one. They get like um, mocktail uh, pictures into there and really inspires people not just to purchase, but to consider the product. Yeah. 
that's very true. And you would just mentioned ocean spray and yeah, they are very innovative um, and they think about, you know, the different usage occasions and different opportunities to expand their brand. So, you know, it, they are, they are smart marketers and, um, you know, really move things forward, which is great to see. Um, what else you mentioned a little bit about those, you know, doing things right, like an ocean spray, but are there any other technology companies too that you see, Adam, because you are in partnerships, so you're talking to so many different folks. Um, are, you, are there other companies out there that you really feel are, are doing it right or seeing things for the current and the forward moving? For sure. Yeah. I think it's, again, it comes down to addressing pain points in two places, in the advertiser to publisher, like buying chain, and really in the consumer journey also. So um, in the former, uh, my alma mater, Sky, which is the artist formerly known as Kenshu, I think they're in a really great place right now because they're addressing that challenge of fractured retail media networks and how do you buy across all of them in an effective way. Um, so I think that's really going to be a, a, a powerful source of growth for them. Uh, and then, you know, not to uh, to to be a brown noser, but I think the where to buy solutions really address a lot of the uh, and the add to cart, you know, the the consumer pain points of, you know, especially nowadays where price is really important or things like that. Like, you know, where you buy might be more commoditized, but it's like, where does it make sense to buy now in this moment? Who has the inventory? Who has the price? You know, who has everything that makes sense for me to build my basket? I'm sure both of you don't shop at one store. You know, I buy my diapers at Target and I buy my cheese at the local grocery store. So um, it's all really about the consumer in the moment and 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 following them and being ready when when they're ready to buy. And I'll well, echo that too. You know, it's it. <laughs> I just have to say that because you know, you know, we we in my other life, um, you know, work very closely with Jennifer and her team, and the solution is consumer centric, and that that's really very powerful at Smart Commerce. Well, what I like about what Adam said is, it, is Adam, there's data that that's that we can see that supports what you're saying. That particularly as the economy has become more challenged, that consumers are even more open to making the, to it, it, the consumers that are that are um, brand centric, and it's a lot of them um, are really open to making different retailer decisions based on price and and actually speed to availability, which you know has gone from being a two week to two day to one day to 10 minutes now, you know, it, it's really something. So it is, an, it is an interesting time from that standpoint. Um, but thank you on that, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, so the biggest changes that we're seeing out there in the space is, is consumers and consumer perceptions and consumer behaviors and, and, and changes in, in expectations, really. Um, what do you predict? Of to be, you know, and and I'm no nobody has a crystal ball, and we don't ask people to. But ba from your standpoint, what are you seeing changing, and what do you think that how will you think consumers will change over the coming years? Yeah, I mean that's a tough question. Um, I guess I could best answer it through my lens, right? Because we're all we're all different as consumers, but um, you know, I, I I can I have to say the trend of buying online is going to continue at the very least buy online pick up in store you know and and um tons of online research so you know we're i've been blessed i think getting into this business you know in the late knots where it was the real start of digital and you know pixels and that really kick started the the shift of 
um, marketing online and now the shopper behavior has followed in a CPG standpoint. But um, yeah, I just think the we're going to see more and more online shopping. Um, and then in store, I really do think it's about loyalty and merchandising, right? I think about when I go to Target, why I go to Target, um, why I give them my phone number every time I buy something, which is a big ask, you know, um, and how much stuff I throw in my cart that I wasn't planning on buying when I walked in there. So I guess I talked around myself a little bit because, you know, I talked about the importance of online and then in store. Um, but I think it's, again, back to the consumer journey, like uh, being able to take advantage of where the consumer is and what they want to do and then give them the best experience uh, along the way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We think along the same lines. And, you know, Adam, I, we we started our scoop as that we started out at the top of our our podcast session because Jennifer and I realized, well, first of all, we miss seeing each other, but we missed having conversations where both of us could learn and also just spend time, right? We don't do it well, even though we're going to be a grocery shop next week, but um, that's going to be a zoo. So I don't know what kind of quality time that's going to be about. Um, but we started the scoop to be kind of that, you know, cup of iced tea, you know, kind of grab a salad kind of conversation this way, and then to let others be a part of it. Um, but we always like to kind of summarize what we're doing and kind of ask you over the course of the pandemic, obviously people have changed certain behaviors or behaviors or added new um, hobbies or just kind of mixed up the way that they go to their day. And we'd love to ask you what you've done and what you've also continued, right? Some people started things and they let them go. Um, what have you done during the pandemic that you've held on to in your personal life? Sure. I mean, it's definitely been a rough few years at times, right? Uh, I've been 100% uh, work from home. Since March 2020, I, I moved out of state, you know, very reactively um, out of New York and had a couple kids. So for me, it's been a learning experience about really taking the time to take care of myself, especially wow. in transition, right? It's I sleep, parent, and work all under the same roof. So um, if I flip off at 4.50 and pick my kid up and then go into three hours of parenting, and then go back and finish my work and don't take any time for myself in the middle. It's just a losing, uh, you know, recipe. And, um, you know, I, I think that also translates into coworker relations. So mm -hmm. I, I've started to take, you know, maybe take less time making jokes or trying to, um, you know, not to say to have less fun, but I think I, I try to prioritize the time with coworkers to check in on them, you know, make mm -hmm. them feel heard, appreciated. If they're talking about how much they have going on or whatnot, you know, I'll, I'll try to make a, a, a suggestion to just make sure you're taking time for yourself, taking some yeah. self time, you know? Um, and then I think from the fun side, like we can have fun in meetings and remote and stuff, but it's, it's clearly not possible to replicate the richness of an in-office dynamic in this remote culture. So I've learned it's important to let people and encourage people to have their fun, like away from me, right? Like I don't need to be a part of that all the time. And, and just again, looking out for each other, checking in, what are you doing for the weekend, making sure we're sharing the workload in a way that we could all take that time for ourselves mm -hmm. so that we could show up to be our best selves, you know, on Monday or the next day. 
That's great. You definitely put the human touch in it. I know that from, you know, you know, meeting you and working with you. I also got my dot card, Adam, and that was a big pro oh, tip you yes. gave me. Nice. Man, oh man. I don't know if Jennifer, you have a dot card. I, but do. I, I, I do. Okay, great. Then we're all amazing. So we can go um, up I, and just get close to each other and pass all our information. It's pretty cool. It's so I great. think grocery shop's going to be big for dot now that these three people are going around using it. And the power people, the power people. Are we, are, so, are we trendsetters? Is that what you're saying, Adam? I don't know. I but. think so, yeah. I know so. We are. Well, Adam, it was such a pleasure to have you on the CPG Scoop today. You have such great insight with your background and the role that you're on, you know, at Bizarreverse. And I just know that you're, you know, really a terrific person to work with. And I love your personal story, too, and the things that you're doing to just keep the human, the human part of what well, we all are, we're all human, right? To keep that part of your work life and your and your personal taking care of yourself as well. Those are really powerful things that I hope others will, will grasp onto as well. So thank you for joining us today. And um, thank you everyone for listening to the CPG Scoop and we appreciate and more to come. Thank Thanks you so much. I had so much fun. Oh, yeah. this is great having you on. Thanks so much, Adam. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Okay, that's the end for whoever's doing the editing on this, but now we're going to have the actual end and say, thank you, Adam. I've got, I've got, see all these notes. That's always a sign that there was really good content during the call. So thank oh, you. Oh, nice. Yeah, it felt super organic and um, I, genuinely I had a great time. We are definitely, your headline is shift, shift is happening. Shift, shift happens. <laughs> happens. I, love it. I love it. I think that's great. I think we should be like... I think that should be the subline of this, you know, what this podcast is about, just because it'll be like provocative. You know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> you can just shift happens. Because adolescence said, is when shift happens. So it's, yeah. Brilliant. You, you pulled it Bravo. all together into a brand. I can't wait to see you at grocery shop. So, oh, likewise. Yeah. I'm really, I love grocery shop. You're right. It's chaos, but um, I somehow I, this is what I there. This, this is what I bought to because I needed this from Brand Week and now I have to bring it with me. Like my <laughs> my voice goes at every event because I talk, you know, a lot and it's uh, and it's loud and you you know. So I Oh, I'm going to look uh, out for that cuz mine does too, but I think my wife looks forward to when I come back without a voice for a few days. Okay. Well, you know, whatever works, whatever the, works out. The key guys, the key guys is going to be that uh uh COVID is surging again. Yes. We are going I wore to, a mask. to watch out. Yeah. True. It's, yep. I wore a mask when I flew in the Especially airport and Vegas. on the airplane. You got uh, yeah. a lot of Uncle, Cousin Eddie's. Is that from uh, Christmas? Oh, yeah. Is that the, Christmas? the vacation movies? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have to be careful. But we'll see you. I'll see you both there. Yep. Um, safe travels to you both. Thank you, Adam, for coming on. I'm glad and you Adam, did your media. Was how great. media training people, you did a great job. Oh, thank you. And uh, uh, anytime. I'm happy to be back if you do any kind of repeat things. Yeah. Well, particularly because this one wound up being cut short because we had, you know, the the weird tech at the beginning. So, um, so yeah, why don't we're, we were talking about some ones that had a group on or something like that and would love to bring you back for one of those so you get a little more time. Awesome. That sounds great. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Perfect. guys. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. Mm -hmm.